Yeah. It's, going down. it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while since we've done Timber. Today's gonna be a Timber watch. It's gonna be a Timber watch. But we're gonna we're gonna put it on pause right there. We're gonna put on pause right there because we have a couple other things we have to get to today. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Believe in God's only way to salvation, which is the gospel. So you go to hell, or excuse me, so you go to heaven and not hell like Audrey Hale. Speaking of Audrey Hale, she is the little girl who killed a bunch of people at the Nashville uh, Presbyterian School in Tennessee. Uh, she shot him up. She shot him up. She's in hell because she murdered people and there's no fruit of the Holy Spirit there. I do not believe that you can do what she did and be saved. There's no way. No way. So for people who have the cheap grace perspective to say that, well, maybe she's in heaven because one time she believed. That's a cheap grace and that's the type of thing that undermines the viciousness of what she did. Stephen Crowder today released the fact that um she wrote down like it's it's uh it's out i'll let you look at the screen i'm not going to read it because there's a lot of evil things that are going on oh by the way do not have children or you know if if you don't like basically it's the it's 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 the words of a demented person who is in hell writing on pieces of paper how they want to murder other people. There's a heavy emphasis on whiteness because the world and America, Americans have been taught that white people are evil. I reject the category of white, black, red, brown, brown, whatever, because I believe that Christ is king over all. And I believe that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. But the mantra of the day is an anti-white perspective. This girl who was white hated white people. She hated white people, she hated Christians, she hated the fact that they went to a private school, and she planned, premeditated, and shot them up. I want to start, if I can, at Proverbs 6, verse 30 and 31. Men, do not despise a thief. If he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry, but if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold, he shall give all the substance of his house." We're going to blend that with all sorts of things. Audrey Hale is in hell because she was murdering people, which is not what people who follow Jesus do. She was murdering Christians. She was doing it because she hated Christ. She was doing it because she thought that she was a boy. She was doing it because Christians had told her that she's wrong and she needs to believe the gospel and not do what the Bible tells her not to do. She was shot and she was killed uh, by those brave law enforcement who entered into a school, which is what no one would ever want to do. Imagine the law enforcement, you get the call, hey, there's a school shooting where children are, there's a shooting where children are, and you got to go in there not knowing where they are, probably don't know the layout of the building, and there's a sick, uh, you know, sick trans, trans, uh, trans freak murdering people. Anyway, uh, so don't don't let you know people read it if uh, if you got kids or whatnot. But you know it goes on to talk about what she's saying. She's even you know I can't believe it's here. This is like death day. Today is the day. The day has finally come. I can't believe it's here. Don't know how I was able to get this far, but here I am. I'm a little nervous, 
but excited too. Been excited for the past two weeks. She had she had been planning for this at least two weeks. There were several times I could have been caught, especially in the summer of 2021. None of that matters now. I'm almost an uh, an hour and seven minutes away. Can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. My only fear is if anything goes wrong, I'll do my best to prevent any of the sort. God let my wrath take over my anxiety. She is in hell. That's not what someone who follows Jesus says. She's got a demon that she calls God under the pretext of her killing white people, white children, white white Christian children and the staffers of the public of the of the school is somehow good and that's what God wants you to do. It might be 10 minutes tops, it might be 3 to 7. It's going to be quick. I hope I have a high death count. Ready to die. Haha. Ha, Aiden uh, which is what she called herself as the boy's name. Clearly, the, the, the idea of our age is godlessness. And it seems like the further back into Genesis you get, the more vicious society becomes. By that I mean, the, the earlier to the beginning of God's book, the beginning of God's created order, the more that you're frustrating and violating and denying the foundations of God's order, the more evil is apparent. And today I'm going to be talking about Timber Watch. Today I'm going to be talking about where I believe people are honing their anger. Not that the fact that they're any more or less angry. I think that the fact that they are more angry is forcing them to realize, stop paying attention to that influencer. Stop paying attention to that celebrity roadshow. Stop paying attention to these politicians. Stop paying attention to the idol. This has been my kick for a while. It's been something I've been hammering on uh, with greater intensity for the last little couple weeks, certainly last week. Last week on Friday, I ended on assembling for power, spoke to the idea that people should assemble in ways that specify and overwhelm the enemy at that specific area, which is something that Americans haven't been practiced at, something we haven't been taught, and that is, I believe, moving forward, what my ministry will be. Uh, preaching the gospel, sure, pointing people back to Jesus, looking at what the scriptures are, but I believe the specific talent that I will be bringing is how to organize. How to organize, specifically Christians, how do Christians specifically organize to do stuff, starting out in their local area and building bigger. That's why I wrote the Live Local Field Manual. That's what we've been doing. And I, I have been on a, on a path. I've been in a fight. I've been on a journey trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, I'm not going to be the teacher of the common law. My teacher, friend, brother in Christ, David Jose, will be that. He's the guy that will teach the law. I will be the guy that will take that and plug that into how do you organize locally? How do you actually put it into practice? Not the substance of the law, not the, the wisdom of how to employ it, but how do you put it into practice to get your neighbor to think like that? To get uh, your kids to think like that? Like, that's what I want to focus on. That's where my attention will be oriented by God's grace, and that's what we'll be moving forward. I got my whiteboard set up, and we're going to start coming out with uh, some good products. It's going to be a good time. Good product, like thought products, knowledge products. Um, this Audrey Hale, she murdered these people on purpose. 
that was the first um, that was the first image. This one's going to include more bad language, so I won't read this. But this one, she says, look at that. Kill those kids. Kill those kids. Going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks. With their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. F you little S's. I wish to shoot you weak blanks blanks in your mop yellow hair. She hates white people. Want to kill all you little crackers. Bunch of little bundle of sticks. With your white privilege. F you little bugs. Little bundles of sticks. Vicious. Vicious. This is the mind of someone who is on their way to hell. And this is where Christians need to be specific about that. Christians in America for too long have been comfortable and indulgent. And now that the world is burning, we at least need to say the world that's in chaos and the burning that's going on right now is nothing compared to the wrath of the Almighty. And even if you... Look at the world and say, I don't want to do any of that stuff. Do you want to suffer God's wrath? I believe that the Christians in America have been taught to be calm, taught to be nice, taught to just retreat from the public sphere. Separation church and state. Don't let your church talk about politics. Do you understand that politics is about people? Christ is about people. So if your church doesn't talk about politics, I argue it needs to start with the Bible. But if your church doesn't start, start with the Bible and speak about the things going on, you will have members of the church come in and listen to something, listen to a sermon that is not tied to the stuff that they're seeing all the other times. And so if they're bombarded by war and in the spiritual domain for the whole time, into the eyes and into the ears, for the key terrain of the mind, the prize of the soul... You're getting bombarded by the media, politicians, the idols of government, and agencies and all this stuff. And then the one time, let's say you actually go to church. The one time you actually go to church, if the people in the church aren't, to not, aren't tying what the Bible says with how it has dominion and how it's good for the world that you're being bombarded by the whole time, it's as though your time in church is disconnected from having any impact in the rest of the world. And it's that disconnect, plus the retreat, plus the indulgence, the comforts, and the trained com uh, complaining tactics, where we have lost power. And we've lost power because we ain't looking to Jesus. We're obeying the idols, people telling us what our role is. And so whenever little girls who think they're boys grab guns and go start shooting other little Christians, you need to be blunt about hell and the fact that people, a lot of people, are going to go there. You need to bring that fire. You need to bring that brimstone. You have to speak about God's wrath. And that will offend. That will smash people in the face. America's not on a good track. Three-fourths of Americans, this comes from a CBS Gallup, or a CBS YouGov Ipsos poll. Three-quarters of Americans... Here in early November 2023, 73% of Americans say that America is going badly. Things are going badly in America. Also this week, there was uh, reports, there was uh, at least poll numbers, that saying that Donald Trump was so far above and beyond and ahead of Joe Biden that people are sitting there going, Oh no! He's going to beat him! 
You will also have the DeSantis never Trumper crowd, the people like Bill Mitchell, the people like, uh, you know, other people that are just pro DeSantis folks. Listen, Donald Trump is destroying everybody else in the Republican primary. But yet there's still people because they hate Trump and they think that there's, uh, you know, they just hate Trump. Because they hate Trump, their analysis is, well, this one guy, he's the better candidate, despite the fact that Trump has over 50% in, the Repu- in every Republican primary poll. So then they start to come up with these conspiracy theory style political analysis, whereby they will say, well, the radical left's position is to pump Trump up in the polls secure the nomination and then dial up all these indictments to where he's taken off the ballot he's a criminal and then they start destroying him as though you could spend money to tell people that donald trump is any more vicious or radical or racist or homophobic or somehow a swindler an arrogant schindler whatever it is the man's reputation has been so thoroughly destroyed there's not a one person in the country that doesn't know who he is and doesn't have their thoughts set on him I think that you will have this poll only get worse. The currency is worse. Global wars. We're about to touch on that here in a second. People in America do not have it as good as they used to. I still believe, you know, God's good. And so he's going to grant blessing and protection and provision to his people. He has still not let America become like Africa or Asia so we still have a lot of blessing that I don't want to just, you know, take for granted. Certainly not. But this call to repentance certainly looks like it's on its way. And if Christians aren't going to be speaking about hell to like the Audrey Hale stuff, she's in hell. And other people who do that stuff are going to go to hell. And anyone who doesn't believe the gospel is going to go to hell. So if Christians are, are you know, uh, if, if we're scared to say that stuff, <laughs> then, then woe to us if we do not preach the gospel. Uh, but there's this other part that, okay, so now Christians are preaching that. We need to be talking about repentance. Change your ways. Stop t- thinking in terms of right and left, Republican, Democrat, conservative and liberal. Those are um, terms of antiquity. They are obsolete. They're obsolete because they propose, they, they prop up, they submit to a predicate of government being in charge and government's not in charge but because the predicate of is that government is in charge that there are two sides about how government can go it can only go this way or it can only go this way this is where you know my teacher friend brother in Christ David Jose teaches the common law whereby you return to fundamental principles and the fundamental principles are sure they're true they're certain they're specific and so something's either a fundamental principle it's either in the law or it's not it's that simple. But we haven't been trained to think like that. We've been trained to think radical right, radical left, squishy middle, and those moderates are where people need to go compete to scrape off the moderates to get themselves elected. But you never focus on the fact that all the cheat machines are still there. We're going to wrap all this up. Uh, I want to talk about the fact that, uh, what's his name? Dana, oh shoot, the dude who owns uh, UFC. He said this, uh, we'll do this, commentary follows. The most hated people on planet Earth right now are politicians and the media. They're trying to divide us. They're lying to us. They're, everybody's catching on and everybody's starting to get it now, right? We didn't get it two and a half, three years ago. Everybody's starting to get it now. I don't... I don't give a shit what the media does. I don't care what they do, what they say. They don't matter to me. They're not as powerful 
and they're not as influential as they think they are. Dana White is his name. I couldn't think of White. Um, he, I think he's right. The media, politicians. This, um, this tandem, this power dynamic whereby people will enter through your eyes and enter through your ears for the key terrain, the prize of the soul, to prop up the idol of government. And the more people who hear from Fox News or CBS or NBC or these traditional and legacy media sources, and even today, there's people on the right that are shields for Israel, Ben Shapiro and all of Daily Wire, except for Candace Owens, which has got to be really entertaining. Those uh, corporate meetings, those business meetings have got to be interesting. (laughs) Anyway, point is... There are people that are not America first, which means that they're not conserving America, which means they don't really care about what the Constitution says, which means they don't really support the fundamental law. How can you not support the fundamental law and call yourself a conservative if the fundamental law is, by definition, being distracted from, neglected, destroyed, or exchanged by some perverted administrative state? So these people are are bombarding people's brains And as they're doing that, the subtext is the government is the idol. We covered this last week. The politicians are playing their part. They're, you know, they've got their hands in the cookie jar. They've got a honeypot driving them to and from work, as Dianne Feinstein did. She's in hell. She didn't believe the gospel. She had a Chinese spy as her assistant and driver for 20 years. Or how about that other dude that thought he was going to be president, the Democrat from California? Uh, Eric uh, something or other and he was having sex with a Chinese spy and yet he was still on a committee where he was accessible to intelligence records or how about Ilhan Omar straight up jihadist married her brother because Islam is all about sexual perversion and she's still on intelligence committees receiving uh, secret information corruption runs rampant and it's on both sides But it's the fact that because people don't know what the fundamental law is, they can see the corruption, but they don't know what to do about it. And that's really where I want to provide the analysis. The analysis is we are getting more angry, which is not necessarily a right thing. We're getting more angry about things. But as Dana White said, we're getting smarter and can pick it out. Early last month, there was an attack against Israel. I was, you know, I was, <laughs> as far as I know, uh, within an hour of me hearing the attacks on that Saturday morning, I think it was, I was asking the question, how did Israel not know about this? How is Israel not responding to this? How is there seven hours of kidnapping, raping, and butchering of Israelis by Hamas jihadis? And the IDF, one of the most highly trained militaries in the world, with one of the greatest barriers and perimeter fences in the world, and you guys don't respond for seven hours? Israel's the size of New Jersey. You could drive from the northern part of Israel down to where the attacks were and back up. So let's say that all of the Israeli military was at the very highest northern part of Israel and they've completely pulled away and they pushed all the power off buttons and then you have that destruction. There's going to be someone down there getting raped or murdered or blown up by the Hamas jihadis that will probably know somebody in the military because literally everybody in Israel has to mandatorily serve in the military. So there's no Israelis with any guns shooting back. And no Israelis that were getting raped or murdered or bombed would call anybody at the northern part where the military would be in this hypothetical situation. 
whereby for the military to all be consolidated up north to be having sufficient time to drive south to shoot all the people, you know, uh, attacking Israelis. But you can't talk like that or else you're anti-Semitic and you hate Jewish people and you don't support Israel, which speaks to a big influence in this nation. But even, even that aside, the escalation of America's support in Israel, I believe, is a pretext of America's military involvement in another Middle Eastern war. I've said that I believe it's to secure the oil in the Middle East so that the petrodollar failing currency, that's the fiat currency of the Federal Reserve, which is itself not a public institution, it's a private bank owned by the Rothschilds, which is unlawful and unconstitutional. But as people are getting more upset, they're starting to realize the people that just talk about our values or secure the border aren't doing enough. Those are paid talking points and people start to see that you're not actually helping. You're not actually helping what we're doing. You're part of the problem. You're part of the controlled opposition. With that, I want to point out how the media is part of the problem. This escalating war, like I spoke about in Israel. This is how Fox News depicts the war in Israel, like it's a football game. Commentary follows. All right, Fox and Friends starts right now. Hey, this is going to be an unbelievable day of news, so don't miss a minute. Israel against Gaza. Point out the power players going against Israel. You got the West Bank, you got Gaza, but there's other players in this region. So let's break it down country by country. First off, look at this. Afghanistan, we know they're running for the hills because of the Taliban. Iran, front and center. Egypt is where they came up with the Muslim Brotherhood Egypt that gave birth to all these terrorists. Absolutely gave birth to all of it. Let's back up and go over how we got here and who the players are. First, let's look down. Outline, this is the size of Israel, roughly the size of New Jersey. What about Hezbollah? They're known as the gold standard of terror groups. Hamas is uh, Shia, I think Hezbollah, no, you're right, uh, Hamas is Sunni, and then uh, Hezbollah comes up as Shia. Syria, obviously an enemy. They all love to kidnap, they all love to kill, they all like to horrify people, and they like to intimidate. Fox Sports thanks you for watching this presentation of the National Now think about, think about what happened. They're just giving you factoids. And Brian Kilmeade, who I always think is exasperating and like short of breath, he's talking just factoid, 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 factoid. And you can almost imagine, if you're still watching Fox News, you're a moron, unless you're watching it to laugh at it, at which point you're still supporting their advertisers. But if you're watching this Fox News, you're looking at this and it's going... Yeah, yo, I, I, I think I think they're Shia, dude. You can, you don't even you don't know what the difference between Shia Sunni is, but you're saying you think they're Shia so that your audience can hear they're Shia, so that their audience can go to their social clubs, probably called a church or a GOP meeting, where they don't do anything, and then they can talk to the other people who also watch Fox News, and then it's going to be like, so did you hear about uh, Israel? Yeah, there's Shia there, and no one actually knows what they're talking about but everyone's kind of going through the motion of something to talk about which means that war is a really useful tool for all of these feckless social clubs populated with boomers to do absolutely nothing to bring about change it's a really good plantation we're going to send everybody to the water cooler with their approved talking points well i saw on the news that they're shia no 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 i saw that 
clip, and Kilmeade said that they were Shiite. Oh yeah, you're right. That he did say that they were Shiite. I thought it was Sunni. And someone could poke in and be like, "What's the difference? Do y'all guys know?" Uh, well, uh, they haven't talked about that yet. This is where I listen. This isn't an insult to my older generation. I'm trying to point out the fact that we have been trained to be obedient, compliant slaves. The, the idol of government is demanding its authority be known. And one of the ways the authority of government compels people to worship it is to present them war and factoids through the media so that they can go then propagate it. So that people then think a war half around, halfway around the world is the most pressing issue in their life. They ain't thinking about their sin. They probably haven't read their Bibles. Their neighbor is probably going to go to hell because they don't believe the gospel. And the church they go to isn't worried about baptizing people in the name of Jesus Christ. The church is more concerned about, well, there's not as many people sitting on the pews. That's because they're all getting old and dying. And so your church is dying, no new people, because you're not speaking about the conquest mission of the gospel and Jesus' expectation to bring everything back to him. You're just talking about, well, you know, there's Israel, there was some Shia there. And you can't bring up the questions like, did the Israeli government know about the stuff? Did they coordinate it? Did, did what's his face, Bibi Netanyahu, who went, went, who went from a record high uh, unfavorable to now he's swinging back to being more favorable as a wartime president because war evokes national pride. And right now, candidly, I believe that the military industrial complex is leveraging a dispensational view of Christianity whereby it will leverage American Christians, still the majority in the nation by the way, to leverage American Christians who weren't really supportive of Ukraine and the military adventurism in Ukraine and the money to Ukraine, but they are because theologically they think that modern Israel is Israel of the Bible. And so if the media can lever those American Christians to support the war in Israel, well, then they got to do it because God says. And now using God and the Bible, many American Christians are sitting there. we got to stand with Israel. Why? Their, their own government didn't even stand for themselves. Their own government let the border be uh, breached. They let people be raped and murdered and killed. They didn't even respond the day of. I don't like Israelis being killed. I don't like the, the, the kidnappings that's happening. I hate the fact that Islam, the demonic religion it is, teaches that you can take sex slaves and run them through trains of men, which they're no doubt doing to Israelis. That's vicious. That's evil. It's wrong. But I'm not responsible for that. And Jaron, by pointing it out, isn't their enemy for me saying they did wrong not to defend themselves against it. They did not do their job. The Israeli government didn't defend the Israelis. That doesn't mean that American men and women need to go die in the Middle East. It doesn't mean that money that's taken from me, from me doing my work, Instead of me producing it and giving it to my family, the government gets to take it or make it and just give it to people. You can't do that. <laughs> but you're doing it. And one of the ways you're you know, allowed to do it is because people look at the government as a god 
And now on top of it, the media is talking about war like it's a freaking football game. And American Christians with bad eschatology are thinking, well, shoot, modern Israel's Israel, so we got to support him because this is, this is the evidence of God coming back. Like, there's a lot of deceptions going on. And if you can't be, you know, if you can't be straight about what the Bible says, it's like, dude, this is how the chaos is being managed. The good news, besides the gospel, amen, the good news is I think people are pissed sufficiently upset to where this is no longer going to be that influential. There is over $14 billion the new House Speaker and the House are going to send to Israel. Despite the fact that more than 30% of rural hospitals are at risk of closure. There's kids hospitals. This is from Bloomberg. This is a podcast back in January. There's kids hospitals that are being shut down. So children's hospitals are being shut down. Rural hospitals are being shut down. Here's another from US News and World Report. States with the most rural hospitals are closing. 200 rural hospitals. So if you live out in the country, not all only are the globalists coming after you with this new world agenda, health and welfare type of situation, but closing down the rural health, uh, rural hospitals, which is hard to say, by the way, by shutting down the rural hospitals and forcing people to come to cities for health care is just another way to gain control, gain jurisdiction. And if I can, just last last little bit, because there will be people, there are people, there have been people who say that, you know, Jaron hates, you know, this group or that group or nation. I don't hate these people. I don't hate groups of people. I want everyone to come to a knowledge of salvation. I want everyone to believe the gospel. I want everyone to read their Bibles. I want everyone to walk with Jesus. As a result of that, I'm an American. I am not a Jew. I'm not in Israel. And so when people in Israel bring and host Americans or they go to American churches and teach Americans to do something that undermines America, manipulating faith, mm, I'm going to smash it. I'm going to call it out like this. Last week, Hyas organized a letter signed by over 1,200 rabbis. Can you imagine getting 1,200 rabbis to agree on one thing? But agree they did, and what they agreed was to ask our elected officials not to halt or even to limit the United States Refugee Admissions Program. At 134 years old, Hyas is the oldest refugee organization in the world. We rescue, resettle, and aid refugees of all ethnic and religious backgrounds through 10 offices around the world and is one of nine volunteer agencies resettling refugees in the U.S. and the only Jewish organization amongst them. This is something that people need to be specific about. I am a, like zero immigration. Shut it down. Deport them all. My nation's dying because it's being invaded by people who aren't supposed to be here. And until you can speak specifically about that, you, I believe you are participating in the destruction of our nation, the replacement of our people, and it's, um, it's as though you're complicit until you can be specific about it. And in her own words, the world's oldest refugee agency is the one that is putting the most pressure on the American government to not shut down its allowance of refugees. Why do we need Palestinians in America? 
Why do we need Africans in America? Why do we need South Americans in America? Why do we need Asians in America? This is the type of stuff that for too long, white Christian men have been called racist for saying. They've been called sexist for saying. They've been called homophobic. They've been called anti-Semitic for saying. Those words, to me, have no more power. I've had the death threats. I've had the attacks on my family. Those things have already happened. And until they happen to you, you might, you know, uh, benefit from taking the, you know, from taking advantage of the pain other people have gone through to consider the fact that, yeah, they don't really have my best interest in mind. If you're from Israel, be Israel first. If you're from Brazil, be Brazil first. If you're from Russia, Russia first. China, China first. If you're from Africa, whatever country you're from Africa, be that country first. And then whenever it's overthrown from all the insurrectionists, be that country first. Yeah, joking aside, I mean, let's think about this. One of the reasons why the world is in such chaos, besides the, I mean, obviously sin, but it's the idea that the world doesn't use God's wisdom. Western civilization is Christian. Christian civilizations believe the Bible. One of the immediate transferences you can make in government is to establish property rights. If people own their property and they don't owe duties or obligations and it can't be arbitrarily taken or taxed without due process of law, then you create wealth because you guarantee certainty. You, you guard certainty in the law. And when you guard certainty in the law, people are less worried about losing what they own and more about stewarding what they have. It's a completely different mindset. And this comes from Christ when he gives you rights, when he, he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, go ye therefore and teach the nations to obey, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and teaching them to obey all my commands. That go is Christ giving you power. Christ gives you talents for you to steward. That's a Christian concept. Completely new in the world. Completely new. The Jews of the Old Testament are looking at stuff that God promised them and said, this is ours because God said so. Which, amen. You know, go, go do your thing. Even though read Joshua 21 verse 43 through 45 about God's promises and him fulfilling them to keep the, the promises about land. Joshua 21 verse 43 through 45. But then as a Christian, you recognize, well, God gives me salvation and then he puts me on the mission of reconciliation, bringing everything back to Christ. How do you do that? Through Christ's wisdom, not by the sword, not by the gun, not by beating people up and taking their stuff, but by preaching the gospel. And then whenever you're not preaching the gospel, you're living it, you're doing it. You're not watching porn. You're not divorcing your wife. You're not, uh, you know, you're not going out and stealing stuff. You're not murdering people. You're disciplining your children. You're having children, not aborting them in the womb. You're following what the Bible says. And one of those things, what the Bible says, is that if Christ is teaching the parable of the talents, then what you've been given comes from God and you better steward it for him. Well, in order for me to steward what I have, I have to believe that what I have has been given to me by God, which means that nobody else can take it from me. And if nobody else can take from me what God gave me, 
then what I have is mine. Hello, property rights. That is a Christian concept, uniquely Christian concept, that is secured in constitutions, which is another idea that comes from the Christian perspective. The reason why Africa is so evil and it sucks from a political government perspective is that they don't base their thinking on Jesus. They don't have governments based on the law of God, which means they don't recognize property rights. If people recognize their property as theirs and they stewarded it and they were guarded in their stewarding of that, you would see prosperity overnight. Why? Because they wouldn't be hacking each other up without knowing that there's now recompense. There's going to be pushback to that. People don't have that assurance. And they don't have that assurance because they don't have the salvation because they're not looking that way. There are efforts in Africa that are teaching people, as they're teaching the gospel, to bring them back to learn the basics. Food, live local, security, electricity, water, those types of things. Like, that's happening. And that's good because it's starting at the basics. But if people don't have a mind to steward what God's given them, then they're not really taking care of what God gave them. So they shouldn't really expect prosperity. In America, that is our heritage. Our heritage is to take care of what God gave you because God gave it to you and no one can take it from you. So whenever people are taking it from you, you first need to realize God gave you it. And because God gave you it, when someone takes it from you, you can smash them in the law. Don't go out and shoot them in the face. Don't pull your sword and, and chop them up. That's not what I advocate. Don't do an Audrey Hale, but you use the law, which means you got to know who God is what God gives you, you got to know, you know the law is based on the idea that it secures what God gives you. And then that way, when someone comes against you, you understand how to use your power to activate the law and use the law to go retrieve what you've been damaged. That's, that's a Christian idea. Those are Christian ideas in government. And that's what we have in America. But if people don't first look to God, they don't think like that. And we haven't been taught that which is why our nation's so frustrated. But when three-fourths of the population are looking at this thing, going, it's going badly, recognize there too, the subtext is that the politicians, the government, this big you know, celebrity influencer types, the road shows, all the promises and everything like that, it's failed, they have failed to deliver. They have failed to deliver. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to get a copyright strike. Facebook has probably already knocked it off. And that's fine. They just block it anytime they say, we don't have the rights to this video. Here she goes. Here she goes. All right. Where are we going with this? Let me check my notes. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. We got it. 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 Uh, I, <laughs> so Tim, really, I mean, like I play anything that has rights and Facebook just nukes it. And so for the people watching Facebook, they've probably already restricted it. What I want to point to is the fact that there's a lot of folks in, um, uh, in the election world, in the election integrity stuff that they're, they're failing. Watch this from Fulton. Uh, where'd it, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Fulton County, Georgia. Did I load it? I did not load it, but I've got it right here. Watch this. So I think this is going to, this would understandably, I think, raise some alarms that you're asking to have a copy of every single ballot in Fulton County 
And you're going to be able to know everyone who lived in Fulton County exactly how they voted. That's not entirely correct. There's, okay. Correct me. So we're looking for our experts to review. They don't, the experts do not care who voted. That's not their, their shtick. They're looking to see what the result actually was. See, there's, they have a major discrepancy. The reason why they don't want to turn it over is because I submit, Judge, that a lot of the stuff that we've asked for, they simply don't have, and they don't want to tell you at all because for obvious reasons it impacts the certification of the election itself. This court has authority as a superior court under 21-2-500 to unseal any records. And there is a pending case in this uh, jurisdiction, I believe, where those, there's a motion to unseal that has been filed. It's in this case. It's in this case. Yeah, in this case. I thought it was in the other pending case as well. Well, it is, but. Okay. When you say other pending case, what do you mean? There's a civil case. The, the Raffensperger one that's referenced in your response? Not, not curling. That's a, that's a federal case. It's a uh, local case, but my colleague it's is. Favorito et al. versus Wynn et al., Your Honor. And do you know which docket that's in? Um, I believe Judge McBurney had it or has it. It's still open? Yes, sir. Okay. It just came back from the uh, Supreme Court and the Court of Appeals. Yeah. Um... So this is Fulton County judge looking at this going, you guys want to see evidence of every single ballot. What I want to point out is the fact that there is a trust of uh, lawyers and attorneys in the law that is not based on the law. So part of the idol of government is the fact that the politicians and the institutions and the agencies have someone who's learned law from a law school telling them what the law is. And by God's grace, there is a time coming when the truth of the law, plainly written in the Constitution, to secure your rights is going against what the government's doing. And because it's going against what the government is doing, uh, or because the government is going against what they cannot do, that's where the trespass is happening. That's where the violation of rights is happening. That's where the overreach, that's where the treason, that's where the attack, that's where the breach of trust, all of that is where that's happening. You have rights from God. The Constitution was written to secure those rights. And whenever the plain written text of the Constitution secures those rights, you now have people that have wedged themselves in the middle of government and the people. The lawyers have wedged themselves in and they've separated the people as beneficiaries of government. And they've used the government to smash the people. By God's grace, there will be a time very soon where that will be made known. Without disclosing the information and the details, I believe that that time is very soon. Which is why I'm pointing to and alerting people of Timber Watch. I also want to say this. I want to say that the system of bar attorneys, which I, I'm not one of these guys that says it stands for British Accredited Registry. I've I never seen that. I can't prove that. What I do know is that the Bar Association is a private membership association that has its own internal bylaws. And the only reason you take the bar exam is to become a member of that private association. That private association then assembles and it puts its name in the registry up with your state Supreme Court to then allow people who are bar members to participate in court and file papers in court for money. It's a commercial enterprise. So a private association is, is pursuing a commercial enterprise inside the courts that the Constitution creates. 
Now, the attorneys, in order to make money, have to have law that isn't law. Statutes, codes, policies, regulations, case law is not law. The law is the Constitution. And we know this because there was no statutes, case law, whatever, before the Constitution. When your state ratified its Constitution, there were no statutes before it. Because how could there have been a legislature to create the statute? So if the legislature is created by the Constitution, how could the legislature that was never in existence have people that had to be elected to write legislations to be signed by a governor to then be put into action? How could any of that happen before the Constitution? This is where we look to the common law. The common law is the law of the land. The customs and the traditions coming from the Anglo-Saxon people, the white people, the people who looked to the Bible and said, it is written for, their, uh, for, the, for what the law is. It's distinguished from civil law, Roman law, you know, church law, ecclesiastical law, maritime law. It's, it's separate and distinguished from all those things, right? And so when we recognize this, we recognize that there are people that are very shrewd that do not want you to know that. And because they don't want you to know that, they will teach you as though it's not that. This is why you have so many different uh, definitions of what common law is or the word law. Law is that which has been laid down. Constitutions are ordained. They are laid down. They are established. They are ratified. That's the law. When someone calls a statute the law, they are conflating that term and they're training your ears to think statute as something the legislature does instead of law, what the constitution is. That right there has been exploited and wedged. They've, been, they've separated people from the truth for decades, for decades. And right now, more and more people are learning. And as more people understand that right there, that separating, that situation where the government is no longer obedient and subservient to the people, the people have all the power. When the government is not obedient or subservient to the people, the government is destructive to the people. And whenever the government is going to be advised by law school or attorneys or judges or bad actors that conflate terms and twist terms, the government will then be weaponized against people. I want to show you, if I can, where's this at? Where's this at? Uh, right here. I want to show you, does this pop up? Yep, it does. This is a bit from Neil Gorsuch in a case where he's talking about He's like, just read this. This is from uh, Justice Gorsuch's Gorsuch descending. This is from uh, 22. I, I'll put the notes on my Telegram and tweet it out. But look at this. In this country, we like to boast that persons who come to court are entitled to have independent judges, not politically motivated actors, resolve their rights and duties under law. Here, we promise individuals may appeal to neutral magistrates to resolve their disputes about, quote, what the law is. Marbury Madison, 1 Cranch, 137, 177, 1803. Everyone, we say, is entitled to a judicial decision without respect to persons and a fair trial and a fair tribunal. Under a broad reading of Chevron, however, courts often fail to deliver on these promises. 
Rather than provide individuals with the best understanding of their rights and duties under law, a neutral magistrate can muster, we outsource our interpretive responsibilities. Rather than say what the law is, we tell those who come before us to go ask a bureaucrat. In the process, we introduce into judicial proceedings, quote, a systematic bias towards one of the parties. Nor do we exhibit bias in favor of just uh, any party. We place a finger on the scale of justice in favor of the most powerful of litigants, the federal government, and against everyone else. In these ways, a maximalist account of Chevron risks overturning, uh, risks turning Marbury on its head. Overreading Chevron introduces still other incongruities into our law. Often we insist that it is basic requirement of due process that no man can be a judge in his own case. It goes on to talk about all these other things. Now, the reason I want to point this out, the Supremes have already flipped. The Supreme Court has already flipped against uh, bad actors in government. The Supreme Court has already flipped against um, you know, these agencies. This is why the ATF is prostrate and fangless. This is why OSHA is not daring to try to tell anybody what to do. This is why the mask mandates left. This is why the jab mandates went away. The Supreme Court has flipped. It's flipped and is now telling everybody else what the truth is. Now, full faith credit goes to my friend, teacher, law coach, brother in Christ, Dave Jose, because this is his doing. This, the, teaching the fundamental law and people standing on what is written is what Dave teaches. So if you want to learn, you go to him on Telegram, go to his Rumble channel and learn from him. He is my teacher. That's where I direct people to. What I will do, by God's grace, is give people instruction on how to group together and start to do different patterns of life in order to take knowledge, whether it's from the Bible, whether it's from Dave, whether it's from anybody else that has good ideas, and be and bring people back into a capacity into a capacity for governance. The Live Local Field Manual was literally written to increase your competence and capacity for governance. Not just making yourself resilient like a mountain man, sustainable on a, on a mountain somewhere. I actually think that that's a retreat. That's retreating away from battle. I want to move to the sounds of the guns. I want to move to where the action is. I want to attack. I want to invade. I want to conquer. Not in a violent way, shooting way, killing way, but in a Christ way. Christ did not back away from fights. He did not shirk his obligation to save the world. He did not see the tribulation and the, and the chaos and the pain and say, ooh, I don't want that. He asked, he asked for it. Let not my will but yours be done, which I don't think was Christ not wanting to be in pain. I don't think pain uh, entered my Savior's mind. I think it was he did not want to feel the wrath of God. He did not want to be uh, the object of God's wrath. Not because he didn't want it, but because he didn't want to have, uh, he's been in perfect love and perfect unity with Lord for, for God the Father for all of eternity. He didn't want uh, that punishment. He didn't want it, uh, you know, that from that perspective. And so he's saying, God, I, I, I love you. I don't want to be away from you. But because God said, you have to do this so that people can be saved. And that's the new covenant. That's what Jesus is praying, which is such a heartbreaking. It, it's such it's such a heartbreaking and glorious 
it's it, it's such a, it's I mean I, I I have no salvation but for Christ I I have I have no I have nothing without Jesus I have nothing without him and I forgot what I was going with that I just started talking I just started talking about Jesus um, the idea is that you know, if I can get back to the the common law stuff people have lost what the foundation is. People have been distracted from God. I believe the government is the largest idol in the world right now. I believe the biggest idol is government. And so I believe that the revolution, which is nothing more than a response or a return to origin, the return to origin will be first principles. People can either return to first principles of man, where it's Cain killing Abel, or it's Adam not interceding for his wife, or it's Eve adding words to what God says. You can add, you can go to the first principles of man, or you can go to the first principles of God. Thus saith the Lord, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Be fruitful and multiply and take dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the creeping crawling things of the land. You either get back to the fundamentals of what God teaches, or you get back to the fundamentals of what man does, pride, Lust of lust of the flesh, lust of uh, life, lust lust of the flesh, uh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, right? You either love the world or you love God, and so as the anger is increasing, this is where Christians need to be specific about the presenting of the gospel to bring pre, to bring people back to a love of God, because there's going to be something dislodged. There will be something that crashes. Timber will happen. History suggests that. This is not going to just keep going on. It's it's unsustainable. And the fact that three quarters of the country says we're going in the wrong direction, this is bipartisan now. There, there's no getting away from that. So the old structures of wrangling people's understanding, whether it's the old media or it's the legacy politicians or it's tropes or mantras or talking points or it's celebrity pastors or it's uh, celebrity patriots on their road shows talking about sign up for my thing to do the stuff with the stuff. All of that is feckless and it's not working. There's no remedy there. There's no solutions there. Nothing is working. I believe God is just watching everything, go go do your stuff. And you will fail, you will fail, you will fail. There's still people looking at those programs, showing planes, going, look at this, the military operation is doing the stuff with the people. There's still people doing decodes and stuff, going, they are not looking to the Bible. They're not looking to Jesus. They're going to be in their hamster wheels, trying to figure out the Pepe Silvias as they as they miss what God is doing, what God is 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 giving people what he's promised them. Which is why I want to help get people back to Christ. I want them to be saved. I also want us to be and participate with the ministry of reconciliation. Bring all things captive to Christ, all ideas captive to Christ so that every knee bow and every tongue confesses. That is not a bad thing. That is a glorious thing. People who hate Jesus will think that I'm a crusader. I'm not a crusader. I'm not going to wield the sword. I'm not going to wield a physical sword or a gun to shoot or kill or do violence. Not at all. I am a um, more. I am more than a conqueror. However, if by God's grace I'm used, uh, slaughtered like a lamb for Christ's glory. And until that happens, to live as Christ, to die as gain, I'm going to be preaching the gospel from here, bringing connections back to where Jesus says, thus saith the Lord, or obey my commands. 
I believe the common law and the fundamental law is critical in this. And I believe that people's repentance away from worshiping the idol of government is critical. Critical. So that's where we're going. That's where I'm going. Uh, this next week, I'm going to be doing, or excuse me, this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm doing stuff with government in Oklahoma. So here in Oklahoma, I'll be doing, um, I'm going to be talking to some judges. <laughs> they don't know it yet. <laughs> I'm going to be talking to some judges. I'll do a video on that before we do it. I'll be talking to some judges and uh, I'll be talking to a couple people um, going against some of these bad agencies, bad actors, bad law, um, because it's not a push button, get remedy. It is a you have to stand on truth, which means you have to know the truth, which means you have to have the courage and audacity to say the truth. And then you just got to keep doing it. And the more people that do it, the broad diffusion of knowledge is going to bring people back to a recurrent, a fundamental, a frequent recurrence to fundamental principle. So the more people who return to the basics, the more people who return to God, the more people who return to the constitutions and the fundamental law, this nation will change. And I believe it's going to change very quickly because more and more people are seeing it. Whether it's, uh, this is where I was going with this, whether it's people in Hawaii the election person in Hawaii stepped down. Holly Sakata. She stepped down because people are filing suits. People are filing suits. They're learning the law. They're filing suits saying that she's not doing her job. And because she knows she's in the sling, she resigns and says, I'm out. Same thing Fulton County. Same thing uh, Wisconsin this week is having a, a vote on impeaching Megan Wolf. All of that, a lot of that is being influenced by notice and affidavit that people send of the fundamental law, which is what Dave teaches. So anyway, none of that matters if you don't have the gospel. I do what I do to teach people the gospel, bring them to a knowledge of salvation. And that is very simple, that Jesus died for our sins he was buried and three days later he rose from the grave. If you do not believe the gospel, you will be with Audrey Hale in hell. You'll be with Diane Feinstein in hell. These people who do not believe the gospel are already dead in their sins. They're, they already stand condemned. Because as soon as you sin against God, you're condemned for eternity. Because God's standard is perfection and no one was ever perfect except for Jesus. I am a sinner. I have not been perfect. I deserve hell. But I will not fear God's wrath because I believe the gospel. I, I believed what was told to me, whereby Jesus took my place on the cross. He physically rose from the grave. When he physically rose from the grave, it proves everything about him. He was God. Everything he said was true. And it shows he has power over life from death. When you believe the gospel, you turn from your sin. Because how could you say that the man took my sin, he died and physically rose, and then you're still going to go about your sin? How could you still go about your sin? So repentance is the response. You hear the gospel. You turn from your sin. You are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. The reason why that's important, one, Christ commands it, but the reason why it's important is, be, well, it commands it, period. <laughs> it's also the idea that that's Christ conquering. When Jesus was put in the grave, he was physically in the grave. It shows that he is dead. Showing that you're dead and dying in sin, you're, you're, die, you're, you're participating in Christ's death. That's what baptism is. That's what that is. There's a lot of people that get emotional on stuff, but it's like, 
John the Baptist preached it. Jesus preached it. The apostles preached it. This believing of God, the, the, when you believe the gospel, you will repent of your sin. You will be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You will do those things because that's what the Bible tells you to do. There's, there's other things the Bible says. You will read the Bible because man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I don't want to go a day without reading the Bible. I don't, I don't want to, I, I can't. How can you walk with Jesus if you don't hear what he says? How can you know who he is if you don't listen and read what he says? Folks need to believe the gospel because that's what matters the most. Everything after that is just mop up conquering duty. So, which is where I believe that Christians are supposed to be doing it. We're supposed to be bringing the gospel. We have been given the ministry of reconciliation, which is bringing everything back to Jesus. Jesus made the provision for salvation, and now the church is on the conquering duty, which means that we have to be like Jesus and do what Jesus did in order for people to hear the gospel, believe the gospel, and then obey the gospel. And that's what he wants. Anyway, appreciate your time. Believe the gospel. Hey, I did not promo, but you can. If I mean, by now, if you watch what I do, the best way to help me is to go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Take the money that you're already spending and switch it over to American manufacturing. Support an economy that supports America. Stop giving the money to the globalists. Get direct product purchase items delivered right to your door for fractions of the cost because their uh, operational model is that they don't have to outsource it anywhere else. They also don't allow globalists to buy a, a seat at the table because it's not a publicly traded stock, which means you'll never get godless commie advertising or anything like that. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. Uh, sign up. Either myself or someone will be in touch to uh, to speak to you about it. it a private membership association. Uh, cancel anytime. No hassle. No harm. No feelings. Uh, appreciate it. Also, you've got Air Roasted Coffee at HumbleWB.Coffee. HumbleWB.Coffee. Um, and this is delicious. It's delicious. Bags come with Bible verses on the side, so you can drink your delicious air roasted coffee with no preservatives, all organic. Uh, never touch a hot metal drum while you read the Bible, which is the whole point. It's the whole point. Read your scriptures. If, if, if you don't, if you can't or don't buy the coffee, amen. Go read your Bible. I want you to read your Bible more than I want you to drink coffee, certainly more than I want you to buy stuff from me. Um, but if you want to participate in that, that membership's at hum, uh, Humble wb.coffee humble wb.coffee lord willing i'll be back tomorrow till then i am jaron jackson i do love america do not quit go to war